My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. We have a ton of patrons this week. So exciting. Uh, Melissa, who has joined uh, the gang? We've got Catherine the Yarner. The Yarner. <laughs> Lauren, Courtney, Ty, Autumn, Lisa, Mary Lee, Sophia, Megan, Alyssa, Stephanie, Heather, and Richard. Guys, thank you so much. I am super excited for our episode today. I found it from this Oxygen five-part miniseries uh, that's available on Hulu, and it's really cool. The Disappearance of Crystal Rogers. And it is an unsolved murder that's now been taken over by the FBI. And Ooh. this uh, docu-series is this journalist and then this like private investigator are kind of looking into the case and trying to solve it themselves because, as usual, the police um, <sighs> aren't doing a good job. So that is going to be our episode today. So let's get into it. Crystal Rogers was born in Bardstown, Kentucky. Which is where all this is going on. And this small town is like a cesspool for weird activity. I love a weird activity town. 
Yeah. And so we're going to get into, there's a lot of theories about what's going on in this town, but people who live here are even afraid to talk about it. They're like, we don't want to get into what's going on here. Bardwell, Kentucky. Bardstown. 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 Because there is a Bardsville. Bardville. Bards. Bards. Well, this is Bardstown. Uh oh. (laughs) The first mystery. Out the gate, not listening. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Centralville, Kentucky? (laughs) Okay, so I got the Ville wrong. I got the Ville wrong. It's a town, Bardstown, Bardstown, Kentucky. Kentucky. I know. Zip code 40004. Oh, okay. 40004. That's not enough. 40004. Okay. Maria, do you work for the cops? Why are you trying to throw me off? (laughs) Okay. So um, she went missing on July 3rd, 2015, on very mysterious circumstances. She went missing on the 3rd and. she lives with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend didn't say anything, didn't report her missing. What? Her mom, when she didn't hear her, uh, didn't hear from her, uh, ended up reporting her missing two days later on July 5th. Suspect already. Yeah, already weird. The same day that she was reported missing, Crystal's car was found abandoned uh, with a flat uh-oh. tire on the side of the Bluegla- Bluegrass Parkway. Her keys, her phone... And her purse were still inside of her car. Uh oh. Her, the seat was like not in a driving position. Yeah. So it was like in a position that like wasn't right for her driving. It wasn't like in a full recline, like she was lying down. But like someone else was driving, perhaps. Yeah. It was like someone like way taller than her. Oh. Um, the seat was positioned that way. Um, so Rogers had five children also, and she was like a real hovering mom. Like she never went anywhere without her kids. So that was another weird thing where it's like she would never just leave and disappear without her kids. A lot of this information that I'm going to give you today is from this, uh, docuseries that I watched on Hulu. In this docuseries, like I said, this reporter, Stephanie Bauer, who's an Emmy, Emmy nominated reporter, and then this homicide detective, Dwayne Stanton, uh, who has uh, worked on more than 750 homicide uh, investigations. Dang. Yeah, try to work with the family to figure out what's happened. Additionally, in this town, in Bardstown, Kentucky, there have been four unsolved crimes in four years. What? Okay, so that's on the police at this point. Like, I know, but like, at some point, you have to like, look internally and just go like, okay, so maybe there's something going on with us. With the chief of police, maybe. I am the yes. chief of police. With Ali Siegel, chief <laughs> yeah, of police. chief of police. Well, that's, that's the main... As you'll listen, that's the main suspect. It's I won't. Dirty cops. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I won't, I won't be listen. listening. Don't worry. I will be fully tuning out. I am checked out. <laughs> I now. in fact, I'm watching TV. Um, <laughs> so Crystal Rogers was blonde, blue eyed, five nine, 155 pounds. Her mom is named Sherry. Her mom is alive today. Her dad, Tommy, is one of the people who's been killed. Well, so as he's <gasps> as he started looking more and more into the invest- investigation, he was ev- eventually murdered. They don't know by who. It's an oh, unsolved case. He knew too much. Exactly. He oh, knew too much no. and was eventually assassinated under very <gasps> mysterious circumstances. Oh, oh. Uh, she had a husband who she's on fine terms with. He was not a suspect. Uh, they were separated. 
Um, and she had, uh, four children with him, but she lives with her boyfriend who she has a two year old child with her boyfriend, Brooks Huck. Okay. That's important. Brooks Huck. It might be Hook, but it's Huck or Hook. Brooks Huck. I think it's more fun to say Huck. Brooks. I think it's, I think it's better to say Huck too. Okay. So, um, she met her boyfriend, uh, Brooks. Because she was initially, when she separated from her husband, she started renting his back house. And then one day he asked her on a date. It's honestly, we've all met our boyfriends that way. Allie, it looks like you have a tail right now because Asher's tail is wagging behind you. (laughs) Melissa, do you see it? It looks like Allie has a little tail and she's getting excited. (laughs) I am. I'm so stoked for this episode. (laughs) It looks like you are. (laughs) Um... So she was renting a back house from him. And then one day he's like, hey, Crystal, do you want to go on a date? And the next thing you know, she's in the main house. Brooks is kind of a a man about town. He ran for sheriff once. Oh, he did not win, uh, but he did run for sheriff. His brother, Nick, is a cop in town. Okay, so. They are law enforcement and law enforcement adjacent. I don't trust them already. Yeah, bad news, okay? Um, So she has her four kids from her previous marriage. She has a new baby with Brooks. This is very weird. So Brooks, when he would go grocery shopping, would only buy groceries for Crystal and their child. Oh. Crystal was responsible for buying groceries for her children from the previous. Oh, that's my God. Fucked up. That's the worst thing I've ever heard that's in my life. So that's so fucked up. so <laughs> passive aggressive and gross. Was she getting yeah. child support from her previous? Probably. Yeah. So there was no, that that never came up. In, that wasn't like a bad situation or my, anything. Yeah, so there was never any like in my in my research and in the doc, like there was never anything that implicated or said there was any kind of issues with her previous. But still, that's fucked up. You can't date someone and be like, "Well, I'm going to pay for our child, but your other children can starve." Because then he could he could get reimbursed for the if she was getting child support. He can get. It doesn't like he doesn't just not have to go shopping. Also, if if you're love this woman, then love her entire family. You know, like it's just very. Very indicative of his personality, yeah. which is don't something like to him. consider. Don't like it. Yeah. And also just like weird, weird jealousy and stuff yeah. like that. So here's what happened. It was, I guess, on July 3rd, allegedly that night, Crystal and Brooks went to uh, Brooks's family farm because they had a farm, his family, with their baby until midnight, apparently, to light a fire, walk around, and feed the cows. But it was raining that night. So this record, uh, this reporter and the homicide detective are like, why did they go to a farm with a baby at midnight walking around in the rain? That doesn't make yeah. sense. They would cancel. But that's what Brooks says happened. Brooks wakes up the next morning. So then they drive home. So they drive to the farm around 7 p.m. They come home at midnight. They go back to their house. They fall asleep. Brooks says he wakes up the next morning with the baby next to him, but no crystal. What? And her other kids were with her husband. So I think they had like a joint custody agreement and everything was fine and like copacetic. Um, he said that he called Crystal once. He couldn't remember what time just to be like, where are you? And she didn't answer. He said there was no fight, nothing like that. 
He said he didn't want to call her too many times, though, because he thought it would, quote unquote, make things worse. But what? if they weren't in a fight, what would make things worse about yeah. calling her too much? That doesn't make sense. Which is weird. Yeah. So two days go by and Crystal's mom, Sherry, they all live in the same town, like can't reach her, thinks it's weird. Uh, they call Brooks. Brooks doesn't answer the phone. So they're like, we're going to file a police report. Like, what the fuck is going on? Sherry's driving to the police station and she actually sees Brooks on the way to the police station. So she pulls over and she's like, where's my daughter? Like, oh, my God, like, I haven't been able to reach you. I haven't been able to reach Crystal. What is going on? And Brooks is like, oh, I don't know where Crystal is. She's been gone for two days. And then Sherry sees that the baby's in the back and she's like, Crystal would never leave the baby. This is crazy. Like, why are you with the baby? Where's my daughter? Why haven't you told me she's missing? And Sherry's like, I'm going to the police. I'm going to like write a report. Like we need to figure out where she is. And Brooks is like, okay, fine. Right. Also weird that he was not answering her phone calls. Yeah. Brooks is like, okay, go, go do a report. And he seemed completely unfazed and like, didn't go help her. Didn't, go with her to the police station was just like, okay, bye. And then just left. And she was uh, like, that's so fucking weird. Suspect. Yeah. Sus. That's real <laughs> sus. So then uh, that day, her car is found by, by the highway under these mysterious circumstances. But then later on, a tip is called in that Crystal's car was actually seen on the side of the road abandoned at 10 p.m. the night she was at the farm. Oh, oh. She wasn't at the farm until midnight. That her car was seen by this guy at 10 p.m. on the side of the road. And that there was another car behind her uh, with the lights on. Oh. A white Buick. And guess who owns a white Buick? Brooks. Brooks's grandmother. It was the grandmother, that bitch, that old bitch, (laughs) (laughs) that old bitch. So stay tuned. So Brooks's family has a white Buick and it was seen. It was seen behind Crystal's car at the side of the road the night she went missing. At this point, Crystal's just a missing person. She's not a homicide. So the police uh, investigate Crystal's car. Uh, They look through it and then they like immediately give it back to Crystal's family. And they're like, we didn't find anything. And Crystal's family was like, what? Like, it was not properly tested for prints or remains. Like, it wasn't wasn't vacuumed out. They didn't do a blood splatter test. They didn't fingerprint it. Because at this point, they don't think it's a homicide. They think she's just missing. And they haven't done anything since because they gave the car back to the family. So at this point, it's tainted. They can't go back and like do an investigation. This is what's even weirder. So in Kentucky, the crime lab, the police crime lab, this is like a rule that's designated. FYI, Maria's fully gone right now. The crime (laughs) lab, (laughs) she's back. The crime lab can only accept 10 pieces of evidence at a time per case. Because they don't have a big enough capacity for testing. So even if you have like a murder or a disappearance case that has like 50 pieces of evidence, they'll only accept 10. So a lot of times these cops will do kind of like a half-assed job or they won't really do thorough testing because they know that the lab can't even handle enough stuff. 
um, and don't really have the capacity to do really thorough testing. It's got to hire, hire more people. Yeah. Crazy. So they ha- they hardly collected any evidence. So in um, this Hulu or this Oxygen documentary, it's several years later, like this is a recent documentary, but this in, uh, journalist and this uh, homicide detective get a cadaver dog and they have it check the car and the cadaver dog finds something in the trunk, like finds <sighs> a human scent in the trunk Uh-oh. of the car. Uh, they also do blue star testing, which is when you like put you do like black light stuff to see if there's blood or any um, fluids in the car. They just, like on Room honestly, Raiders? They do, the, they do the jizz <laughs> test. And um, they find a potential spot of human blood in the car as well, in the backseat. However, they look into this again and they find it to be nothing. Um, but huh. which is weird, though. Maybe so much time has passed that it's inconclusive. Um, right. So I don't know. But the cadaver dog did sense something in the backseat and this... Good doggy. Yeah, that's good, a good, that's a that's good, a good boy right there. right there. That's a good boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> additionally, the cops, um, when they 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 start searching the lake for Crystal, because at this point, after a few weeks, they're like, okay, this isn't a missing person. This right. is probably a homicide. She's declared dead. Um, and they start uh, searching the lake for the body, but they only always search one part of the lake. And Crystal's what? family is like, why aren't we searching the whole lake? Crystal's mom is like, drain the fucking lake. And the lake is right next to Brooks and Eric's farm. <gasps> Crystal's boyfriend and the cop brother's farm. Oh. So everyone's like, even the cops are like, Crystal was clearly killed at the farm and then dumped in the yeah. lake. Like something happened. So here's kind of like a timeline I found of what went down. So this is, there's two timelines, but this is from... Um, Are they parallel timelines? <laughs> yeah, they're, what's weird is that the Mandela effect. Um, <laughs> July 3rd is the last day she's seen. Her cousin says she saw Rogers walking out of Walmart earlier that day. Rogers' ex-husband says she dropped off two of their children at his house. Oh, so I guess they did get divorced. Then the family members said Rogers had a date night with boyfriend Hooks. Brooks Hooks. <laughs> Hooks said the police went to the mom's farm when they returned. Hooks said he went to bed and Rogers stayed up. When he woke up, she was gone. Hook told police Rogers was gone when he woke up the next day. Uh, Sherry began to worry. Ballard said the family continued calling and started to look around town. They couldn't find her. July 6th, a reward is announced. $25,000 reward. And a search party starts looking um, all around town. Oh, this is the craziest part. I forgot to say this already. Okay, so July 7th is when Brooks is being, her boyfriend is being interviewed by the police. While he's getting interviewed by the police, Nick, the cop, Brooks' brother, right. calls Brooks on the phone during his interview what? and says, hey, hey, stop talking to the police. You have to stop talking to them. Don't do it. And Brooks is like, no, I want to talk to them. Like, I'll set this straight. Don't worry about it. And this is all on video. because the the It's being recorded. And Nick is like, no, you need to get off the phone. Don't talk to the cops. And Brooks is like, no, it's fine. And then a few minutes later, another cop goes comes in and is like, hey, let's stop the interview. What? And then the interview ends. Huh. Later, 
Nick is uh, fired from the police force for interfering with the case. And well, that's good. For, yeah. Yeah. And for <laughs> and for not disclosing um, evidence that they think he has. So July 15th, Weird. Nick is interviewed. Kentucky State Police detectives interview Nick a few days later. He initially refused to be interviewed, but then was ordered to do so by the chief of police, Ali Siegel. <laughs> the detectives told Nick that they found bodily fluids in the trunk of his vehicle. Oh. And he said that he could not explain why. They did not, that he didn't know why. He also took a polygraph test and failed it. Mm. But he, for some reason, was never implicated or, or I mean, he was implicated, but he was never taken in or anything like that. That's weird. So in October 2015, Brooks is named the prime suspect. Now seems like a good time to take a little break and tell our listeners about our Patreon Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, videos one day early, and merchandise discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month or pay for the year up front, so it's just like one $20 down payment, to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we will read your reviews on our mailbag episodes. Also, Erios has a hotline. 626-604-6262. Erios. Please leave us a voicemail and we will play it on our mailbag episodes. They are the highlight of our life. We love them so much. They really are. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, back to the show. Brooks is still the prime suspect, but there is no, there's not enough evidence to charge him. However, eventually an arrest is made in the case. Oh, so Dan, Danny Singleton, who is Brooks employee and friend is arrested. So he lied to the police and a jury about where he was the night that Crystal went missing. Uh-oh. So he he was arrested only on perjury because that's all you get. Uh, that's all he did wrong. So then there's all these other murders, like I said. The police aren't doing a good job on the investigation. So Crystal's dad, Tommy, is like, I'm going to get into this. He keeps like asking around town what's going on. He's doing his own investigation. He does his own search team, blah, blah. Then one day, he every year he goes on this hunting trip. And then he's murdered while hunting. Dang. The weirdest thing about this is where he was hunting, there are these bushes that usually like cover up where he was hunting. And there was like an archway cut out of the bushes so that like someone could view where he was hunting. Like a sniper like had cut out a hole in the hedges to shoot through. Dang. Premeditated. Yeah. So these hedges had like never been trimmed before. But after his death, when police were investigating, there was like a hole like in the hedges so that someone could like look through and shoot. So it was like clearly an assassination attempt. Like it wasn't an accident. Like where was he shot? Like on the body in his finger and he bled to death. The the wiener and Jiny. I don't know. (laughs) Like I don't the head. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't probably in the chest. It hit him in the chest and instantly killed him. An unknown subject fired one shot. This is from the one FBI shot. I'm just reading it. I mean that then that's that's like law enforcement. That's a sniper. You don't like fire. What, that's a sniper. Yeah. It killed him instantly. It says so. Yeah. Wow. And he was with his 12 year old grandson. Oh, God. so I wonder what the. So did the 12 year old grandson ever talk to anyone being like, like the shooter was right there or was it just like, no, a phantom so bullet? they didn't see that it was like a sniper, like assassination, like hiding between the trees. God, this, this guy is like, like, and that's why everyone's so afraid to talk about this case because like right. someone is so cl- the cops are like, someone is so clearly in, uh, involved. Okay. So in 2013, this is the first killing. A cop is killed. So Bardstown police officer Jason Ellis um, was on his way home at 2 a.m. Um, from his shift when he's driving and then all of a sudden sees like all these random freshly cut trees blocking his lane uh, right near his way home. And he's like, oh, I, I, I should move these trees. That's weird. Like. And he was wearing like a, a body armor, like he like his cop uniform had. Um, what is it? The bulletproof gun vest. Bulletproof vest. He was shot right in the area where his bulletproof vest wasn't, and like killed. Like he was Whoa. shot in the side. Right. Yeah. The craziest part is the the Brooks's brother were on the same force and have worked as partners before. Oh, weird. Yeah. So Nick is the one thing that ties all this together. But this is before she went missing. This is before Crystal. 
Yeah, this is before Crystal. This is before Tommy. This is the first murder that kind of sets everything right. off. Right. Okay. His family is like, Jason was killed by law enforcement. He was killed by someone who knew him. He was killed by one of his, um, someone who works oh, on the force with him. This is a podcast called Bardstown. Yeah, it's a podcast also. I didn't listen to it, but yeah. I haven't listened. I've listened to a couple episodes, but I remember I was like, this sounds familiar because there were freshly cut trees. Yes. Guys, stop. Yeah, I didn't listen to all of it, but I remember, oh, I didn't realize Crystal Rogers is also connected to this. Yes. Damn, this place is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, this place is it fucked up. It should be called Bad Eggs because this is. <laughs> this seems to me like there were some bad eggs in the police department. For sure. And when we get into the theories, like there's there's some crazy stuff, some crazy ideas floating around town. A year after Jason Ellis, a mother and daughter duo were found brutally murdered in the home, in their home, but like brutally, not just shot like, oh God, stabbed, throat slit, bruises, broken bones, like, like a rage killing. And there was no sign of force entry. Um, and they think it was two people who killed them. God. And then obviously there is Crystal. So there are these kind of four cluster killings and still unsolved. So I found this Reddit thread by by loved a jackass. Loved a jackass. <laughs> it's like the Reddit the Reddit usernames are always so <laughs> Proto Baggins um, four twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ballsack sixty nine. Um that kind of like says how all these um murders are potentially connected. So this is what this person says. The four murders, assuming Crystal was murdered, were spaced about a year apart. That makes the killings look like a cluster. Given the suspects in Crystal's disappearance, it's a good hypothesis that the person responsible for that also killed Tommy. The similarity between Officer Ellis's murder and Tommy's suggests a connection there. Both were planned sniper murders involving more than one person and a highway getaway. We can speculate that the motives in both cases might involve getting rid of someone who knows too much or was somehow in the way of some scheme. The murders started with Officer Ellis. What did he know that he, that made him a target for murders? Hmm? It seems to me that killing him might have made it easier to kill Crystal and then Tommy to solve whatever problems they posed for the killers. Right. So maybe Officer Ellis was a good cop and he needed to be he was getting close to something and he needed to be killed because he was going to rat out the other bad cops or something like that. For the Netherlands murders, that was the mother and daughter. What we know is that these killings were brutal. Both were beaten and stabbed. Samantha, the teen had her throat cut. The mother had bullet wounds. It looks like overkill for two people with no known enemies. All we know publicly is that there was a black car involved and the police say that the occupant of that car was in the Netherlands home. So what patterns do these killings have in common? Four murders that unfolded exactly once a year for four years. These crimes occur in the same community. Two murders with similar methods. Sniper shooting, isolated area on the highway, set up ahead of time, likely involving two people. Two sniper shootings have adult males as victims. One victim was a police officer. The other was investigating his daughter's death. In the cases of Crystal Rogers, there are two named suspects. The sniper killings likely involve both a shooter and a driver. Local and the, the suspects are the, the, the Hook brothers. 
Uh, Local law enforcement has not been able to arrest anyone in any of these cases. No one's been arrested for any of these. No, except for that guy who who perjured, who lied under oath, but not he wasn't arrested for the crime. We still don't know why exactly any of these people were killed. Other than that, the general idea that some of these people were in the way of some sort of group or person. Huh. The crimes against these women was way more up close and personal. The crimes against Crystal Rogers appears to be a form of domestic violence between Crystal um, and Brooks, with mm-hmm. whom she lived. The cause of her death, how she was killed, is unknown because her body is still not found. They haven't found her body yet. No, they haven't found her body. They recently found remains uh, in Bardstown in Kentucky, but it turned out not to be her. Oh, it was God. just some other woman. Another yeah. woman. So I guess there's another. Yeah, Jesus. there's another woman. Um, Brooks is a suspect along with his brother. Here is a point that is pure spe- speculation. The person or persons who killed the Netherlands enjoys killing. It could be that the Netherlands case is just a difficult murder to solve, apparently with obvious motive, lost in a series of unsolved crimes in a town unused to murder cases. The viewpoints more to the ineptitude or perhaps corruption of the local police department mm-hmm. than to link to the other crimes. So they're thinking maybe the Netherlands is... Um, just a not related just a killer or an outlier. Yeah. But I think that it's actually. Um, but it's weird because it's within that four year span. Exactly. I think it's related. Yeah. So um, let me tell you why. OK, so here are some theories. So Brooks and Nick are dirty cops, um, although Brooks isn't a cop, but whatever. Yeah, because why did Nick call him? While he was getting interviewed. Exactly. That's so weird. And then the interview, and then the interview stopped. He also failed the poly. He also refused to be interviewed. And then when he was interviewed, he failed the polygraph test. There is also allegedly stuff in his trunk uh, that was undetermined. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, he couldn't remember anything from that night. They kept asking him questions. He's like, I don't remember where I was. Like, I don't know what I was doing. Um, and so he was like super vague. Okay. So this is one theory. Brooks got jealous, uh, because Crystal was probably like talking to her ex or something, or Mm -hmm. maybe they got in some sort of fight about like, you know, like Brooks wouldn't pay for the kid's food. Like he was a weirdo. So he probably went ballistic and killed her or had Danny Singleton, that guy who lied under oath. Maybe he was kind of like his crony. Maybe he did it. Mm -hmm. And then the three of them and Nick, covered it up yeah so maybe she is somewhere on that lake then there's something where there's this other thing where brooks apparently was like laundering money or there was some sort of weird weird tax evasion so there is all these storage units oh boy this is really confusing that's never good happens that's never good no all these storage (laughs) units (laughs) yeah there is all these storage units they believe are being used for money laundering oh and i don't know if they've had uh search warrants to get into them like i think they're having problems with search warrants to look into them but it's believed that maybe Crystal found out what brooks was doing oh and that brooks was maybe like involved with some of the dirty cops in terms of like money laundering oh. or, or also perhaps drugs. Uh-huh. And so then um, Brooks um, and Nick killed her. Here's where the drugs come in. So apparently there's a big gang 
the Bardstown, the Bardstown, the Bardstown, Bards. the Bardstown boys, Bardstown the Bardstown boys. Yeah. boys. <laughs> so apparently there's a big gang population in Bardstown. There's some sort of like Mexican cartel there. Oh, and there's people who believe that the um, mother daughter killing was a gang initiation. Oh, and that's why it was so violent that it was just some like and so different from the others that it was just like a gang initiation. But what people think is that maybe like Brooks was somehow involved with like money laundering or like drug dealing or like the cartel. And Nick was also a dirty cop involved with the cartel or maybe was like the cartel was paying Nick to not like arrest them or something. And Brooks was privy to that. Maybe Crystal (sighs) found out about what Brooks was doing. And so she was killed. Tommy started to find out about that. And so Tommy, her dad, started to get close to that, you know. And so he was killed. And then the first killing, that good cop, he probably found out that the all the cops were somehow involved with a cartel. Mm -hmm. And he was killed as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the main theory that I think sticks for me is that there's some sort of correlation between this gang or the cartel yeah. and the cops in the city being dirty cops and the people who get close to it or try to stop it end up being killed. Yeah. The FBI is now involved in the case and the IRS. So I feel like for usual oh, missing person cases, the IRS. like the FBI and the IRS don't <laughs> get involved. That's where we're at today. Um, 2021. That make I that theory makes sense to me. The Mexican cartel, because yeah, it's such a random yeah. group of people that like didn't really have enemies. That right. like, what's yeah. the point of killing them? Like, it doesn't. And also kill yeah, and killing the dad because he was looking yeah. into the case. It's like, wh- why would you do that? That's so like, of course, if that person doesn't find out who solved who did the did the crime someone else is gonna do it it just seems like it's just like a a warning yeah exactly you know what i mean that's what i think do you you guys agree with me it's the cartel business it was either that or that old grandma Makes sense to me yeah i mean it's probably the grandma her car was found oh i forgot the, to say something the buick was behind her yes oh and then once once it was found out that the buick was behind crystal's car the next day, the cops are like, we need to look at the car. And um, the car had been sold. They sold the car that day. Okay. That to a dealership. Yeah. yeah that's that's it. They must have like, well, in, oh, it must have been like, did they take Crystal's car to the farm or where they said they were going on a date? Were, they, but was, were Brooks and Crystal and the baby in the car? I mean, allegedly. And then they, then whoever Nick pulled up or whoever in the Buick to stop them. And then like they murdered Crystal, like threw in the lake. And then Brooks and the baby hopped in Nick's car to like took him home or something. Or, but the car was found behind. Crystal's car was found on the highway. Oh, but someone spotted it the night before. But someone spotted it the night before with right, another okay. car behind it. They must have probably been like trashing the car on the highway. Yeah. Like one of them probably drove the car to to trash it there and then like and then Nick and and, and Brooks, Brooks like took and the Buick Eli, or the baby drove away in the Buick. Right, dropped him off at home. This makes sense. This makes sense because if you think about it like the first cop got killed because he wasn't willing to play along right. yeah. with the cartel st- stuff. 
Yeah. This all like that all makes sense to me. And then the guy Nick, when he when he was telling his brother, "Don't talk, don't talk," he was probably like scared for his life too. Totally. Yeah. Because, because he was like, "Don't give up." What's going Any on here? Yeah, because why else would he I'm call? I'm just confused as to how we solve the case and the police haven't. Well, <laughs> well, because the police doesn't want to solve the case because That's they true. because they they're probably you know they they're in the pocket of this cartel group. Dang, that's crazy. So I don't know if you guys have any information on this or like if you're in the cartel and want to give us some (laughs) evidence. If you live in Bardstown. If you live in Bardsville, Bardsville. please (laughs) let us know. Um, Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie um, Drain the Lake Seagull. I'm Melissa Bardstown Boy Stetton. <laughs> and I'm Maria uh, uh, Storage Units Blasucci. Yes, yes, you are. All right. Bye. Bye. Powered by ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.